0: Welcome back to Click Click Bang Bang, a photography podcast. This week, we are talking about gear we cannot live without. Now, this isn't no like gearhead, megapixel, what lens where kind of speech, is it, Tobes?
1: I don't know, (laughs) because you haven't told me anything. You haven't (laughs) told me anything about what's in your bag or anything at all. No,
0: No, I know, I know.
1: I haven't told you either, so, you know, this is going to be a a voyage of discovery.
0: Yes, I'm so excited to hear about what's in your bag and what you can't live without, Toves. Let's get into it. All
1: right, let's go. So, Mez, have you got... Uh, all the gear but no idea.
0: Mate, I've got all ideas and no gear. I'm the opposite. <laughs> you- I am the biggest cheap skate photographer you will ever meet. Oh. I hold on to gear forever.
1: Well, nothing wrong with that.
0: And, like, I rarely upgrade and, like, I don't, like, I... <laughs> I invest in, in gear that matters. Yep. Like good lens, yep. a good back. But other stuff I'm like a bit of like a cheapskate not only really like a cheapskate, but I just hold on to stuff. I don't understand people who upgrade like every year. That shit makes no fucking sense to no, me. No, I
1: agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I've only I only yeah, I I've recently upgraded my camera, but that was um that was a long time coming and um yeah, I'm the same. I haven't I, I haven't bought a new lens in like forever because well a they're freaking expensive and oh, sadly yeah. we're not sponsored by any you know nice big companies but um hey there's room there it, is room for sponsorship <laughs> there's, always <Toby>. room. <laughs> there's always room but the last lens the last lens i bought is on my list but i'm I'll, we'll get to that in a minute it's an interesting discussion because obviously you need different gear for for different jobs yeah um and primarily uh, I guess primarily I'm uh, I'm a sort of out and about kind of photographer and not you know very experienced in terms of studio stuff and that so I, I was kind of interested for, for you to sort of a give me your most regular kind of uh gig and what you what you what you're doing and and be you know what do you need what's essential for that particular job
0: yeah well, I'm like a bit of a mixed bag because I'm kind of like I'm like sixty forty events to like set up studio work. So yeah. I my yeah my list is a bit of a mixed bag. <laughs> Good one. But I, you know <laughs> I'm like you. I'm out and about a lot. Like the majority of yeah like sixty percent of my work well was before coronavirus was events, and so it's basically like on the go, documentary yeah. style work and so a few of the things on my list really relate to that type of work Mm -hmm. because in those situations i like to not have to carry a lot of things around like i don't like carrying anything heavy that's like my big thing like you will never see me with a gigantic camera bag like Mm -hmm. and shooting like it just won't happen Mm. um and i like i have to be very fast and i'm in lighting situations that I will never know until I get there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll start off with the stuff on my list that kind of relates to that. Um, and my list is really weird. So my number one thing on my list <laughs> is... Hopefully
1: um, your camera. The
0: <laughs> little... No. Oh, no, I didn't even put that on there. I have this <laughs> saying. I have this saying. I have two sayings. And, and the first one is... You know, you're only as good as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. And that's like a term you would know. If it's in it's a music term. That's where you get it from. Yep. Um, yep. And so I can have the best back in the world. But if I put a shit lens on it, then why do I have? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like people who buy $3,000 lenses and put a UV filter on it. I will never understand that. <laughs> it's like covering up a Porsche in plastic wrap Why? Um, That's a whole other episode, Tobes. And then my other saying is, give me a tin can and I'll shoot it better than anyone. And that sounds really cocky. But it's because I used to get so many questions. What camera's that? What lens is that? What are you shooting? Blah, blah, blah. Because I'm always out and about. People just stop me and ask me. Do you Mm -hmm, know what I mean? mm -hmm. Or if I'm teaching or doing workshops, what are you shooting? What are you using? I need to know what shot was that lens what lens was that shot? And I just say, I don't remember. Because I normally don't. Yeah. I don't know. It was like, whatever. And then I just started saying, mate. It doesn't matter what camera you've got. Give me a tin can. I'll shoot it better than anyone. So that's kind of like my two kind of sayings that I live by. But... Anyway, the first thing—I digress. The first thing on my list is the tiny white plastic thing that pops up from your speed light, your your cam, your off-camera flash. Yes, that you can bounce the flash onto the roof, but then that tiny piece of plastic will throw some light on the subject's face. Yeah, that
1: reverse business card trick.
0: Yes, the reverse business card trick. So if you if your flash does not have one of those amazing little sticky up plastic white things. You just get yourself a business card, spin that thing around and <laughs> shove it in there. And it will change everything about balancing off camera flash. Like a hundred percent. I think I showed you that the trick once. You did. But yeah. um it it it's amazing what that tiny piece of card can throw at a subject to help you know fill your scene with more light and to create a beautiful natural looking flash look and not something that looks like it's been shot with flash. So yeah. that is like my number one thing I cannot live without.
1: Wow. That's not even on my list that thing. That's a weird one, if, right? If, in fact a, a flash is not even on my list funnily enough, but um, yeah. but that's that's just the nature of of what we do. You're obviously you know, at events, obviously, a flash is absolutely essential, whereas for me, yeah, I'm usually... it's a necessity. I'm not often indoors with the stuff that I'm doing, so um, I don't generally need a flash. And if I'm doing stuff at night, I'm either doing long exposures or just pumping up the ISO, so I don't really need it. Yeah, totally. Which is why I don't know how they do flash photography, and I'm always asking yeah. you.
0: <laughs> and, like, flash photography isn't, like, using flash isn't my favourite thing in the whole world, but, like, I've had to learn how to do it well, Yeah. Um, actually, I did a whole YouTube live on it, if anyone wants to check it out.
1: Which was excellent, I must say. It was really informative, so definitely well, check
0: Well, I always felt like it was really a confusing thing to balance Flash, and then someone just told me this really easy way, and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that is on my list. And then a- another odd thing on my list that I use a lot in events, because like I said, I don't like carrying heavy gear, is... Take it back to the mid-80s, babe. I love a good bum bag. <laughs> so I will get... A I've got this bag. black bum bag. I know. I've got a black... For those who don't know, who were like born in the OOs, who do not know what a bum bag is, it's like... What's the other word for bum bag, Toby?
1: Fanny pack.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Fa- <laughs>
1: if, you're a, if you're an American, cool. anyway.
0: Yeah, if you're a Yank, it's a fanny pack. So I have this little black bum bag and so before i shoot i get out like my spare cf cards spare batteries um whatever i think i'm gonna need like to just grab and i shove it in the bum bag and then i put it through my belt buckle loops and because when I'm shooting events, like it's not like I'm standing and shooting, like I'm kneeling, I'm ducking, I'm yeah. crawling, I'm like a little assassin and yeah. I just don't want to have any type of camera bag on me like at all. Yeah. Um. So I will stash my camera bag somewhere or I leave it in the car and I just like rock up to the event with like two cameras strapped onto me with the flashes already on and my little bum bag and it's like I'm ready for war.
1: That's a great idea. That is a great idea.
0: Yeah, so that bum bag is like a plus plus. So they're like my two must-have things when I'm shooting events on the go and shooting fast. <laughs> Give me some of yours.
1: Oh, some of mine. So the first thing I put on mine was my camera, obviously.
0: <laughs> oh bless! You were so literal. I love it. The
1: thing that I have to have now, I've switched to um, a mirrorless, is extra batteries, which oh. I never really used to um, really used to carry around. More than one, but now I have three batteries, um, right? Because my my camera just drains power like fucking nothing else. It's just incredible, and that's and that's not even necessarily shooting video. That's doing stills as just well. Just shooting
0: stills, and is that because the viewfinder is like a visual viewfinder?
1: I think possibly, yeah. It just chews up a lot of. Um, a lot of juice. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, it burns through. I mean, I can go out for a few hours and burn through two batteries easy. Um, oh, my God. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. So, when I was in Japan, uh, we'd Shit. go, you know, we'd leave the house at, say, oh, I don't know, we'd, we'd usually get started with our day. We'd go and have breakfast somewhere and we'd usually start sort of, you know, walking around doing stuff around 10 o'clock. And then yeah. we'd finish... Uh, you know, little breaks for you know, lunch and coffee and stuff in between. But we'd usually get back to where we were staying by about, I don't know, 5 or 6 p.m. And I'd easily yeah. have gone through. I'd, I'd be on my third battery by then, easily. Oh, um, my God. That yeah. is, like, shocking. Yeah, and that's something I didn't really... Um, really think about when I when I when I bought the camera I'm using an EOS R um, and I Mm. uh, look I love the camera don't get me wrong it's a it's a it's a great piece of kit but it's just one of those adjustments that I had to make with with using it because previously with my with my 6D I could just go out and shoot 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 forever on usually on one battery and not really have any any major problems I might get like you know it might get Drained right down to the bare yeah. bones of a battery, but you could usually yeah. get away with one battery for a day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's a, that's a that's a massive one um, for me. That's a huge one. Yeah. And the other thing I, I have to have is my little cleaning cloth.
0: <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I know. Well, you're outside I, a lot. You shoot outside all the time. You must get dirty. That's
1: exactly why. And if it's you know the odd spit of rain or anything like that, then you know it's always handy to have something. Something in there that you can just quickly wipe it away. Yeah.
0: But, See, um, this is what I mean by like, I'm so scrappy. Like, I don't even carry that kind of stuff. Like, I'm seriously, people are going to be mortified. I'm a t shirt on the lens kind of gal. <laughs> like, I'm loose as hell. <laughs>
1: but you'll scratch your glass, miss.
0: Yeah, never scratched it. Sorry. No, had exactly. that, had my main lens for 12 years. Not yeah. one scratch. Mind you, it does have like some dust behind the front element that I've got to get out and that's because I don't use a UV filter and I you know and I am like shoving a bloody dusty t-shirt on the front of it to get off a smudge
1: yeah yeah what about like obviously you talk about stuff that that doesn't weigh too much we all know lenses can really you know weigh you down what are your what are your lens choices I mean and you're carrying two bodies as well for a lot of Uh, events
0: right yeah uh, always so on my list i have i actually have two lenses that i sort of can't live without and for two different reasons exactly Mm. what you're what you've just touched on the first is my 50 mil because it is and i'm a canon shooter so it's because it's so small it's so light and it's so fast yeah so in any event any situation i'm in whatever it is that lens will save my life. It absolutely will it's and 50 mil is my favorite angle of view to shoot yeah, right. when I shoot black and white film, I'm always on a 50 mil uh, 1.8 on my pentax mm-hmm. and and my 50 mil I don't even have like the Fabu 1.4. I've got the nifty 50 babe. And that thing has never let me down. Mind you, it's a little hard to focus when it's really, really dark. But like once you get to know like the lens, like you can you can like you'll get away with it. Do you know what I mean?
1: How fast is that one?
0: The one you have. It's a 1.8. The Nifty 50 oh, okay. is, a, is is an F1.8. So it's only okay. like a third of a stop less than the 1.4. But yeah. the major, major difference between the 1.4 and the 1.8 is the 1.4 can focus like super fast. Yeah, I have the 1.4. Like super, 4, super fast is, in the dark.
1: Yeah, which is a, yeah. It's, a, it's a cracker.
0: So when I, like, when I, so I, I actually, I always have my 50 in my bag. I don't have that attached to a camera. Right. Um If I'm shooting an event. If I'm shooting an event, I've got my 24 to 105, Um, on one body, um, and then I've got my 135mm F2 on another because Mm -hmm. a lot of the time I need to be quite far away. (laughs) Um, And like I said, I don't upgrade my gear a lot, so I'm not one of those... Canon shooters who has a 24 to 70 and then a 70 to 200 like everyone on earth has I don't know I I love the 135 f2 I think it's the sharpest lens that they've ever made Mm -hmm. and it's just beautiful and Mm. I love my nifty 50 and look I don't love my 24 to 105 but I just can't afford I can't justify a 24 to 70 and I'm just like yeah I'm just too lazy to upgrade but I really want to to be yeah. honest, I actually really want to upgrade to a twenty-four to seventy. But so if I'm rocking up, I've got my one thirty-five on one body, and I got my twenty-four to one hundred five on the other, and yeah. I got the fifty in the bag in case I need it. I'm pretty
1: much the same, actually. So if I'm if I'm out and about, I'm not a, uh, unless I'm doing an, a, an event or something. I used to oh, a long time ago. I used to do a lot of red carpets and things like that, and I'd always take. Um, yeah. two bodies and a flash and stuff for, for that kind of thing and I'd be exactly the same as you I'd have a wide uh, zoom on on one body and a uh, I had a 70 to 200 for, for other ones and I'd do that for red carpets I'd do that for live music um, mm. and anything like that where you want to get you know wide and in close, you know, it, as quickly as you possibly can. And it's a pain in yeah. the ass, I have to say, <laughs> carrying two cameras around. But oh, it's heavy. You know, it has to be done.
0: It's really heavy carrying two around. But yeah. like with the 135, I, it's really small compared yeah. to, say, the 70 to 200. Yeah. And I'm always kind of like, and you'll know this because I've actually shot you quite a lot when you're playing music on mm. stage live. <laughs> I actually prefer getting my body closer.
1: Yeah, if you can.
0: Yeah, if I can. I just feel like I get way better shots instead of zooming, standing back and zooming in.
1: Yeah, the problem I used to have with doing festivals and things like that was they'd always... They, they shove you in a pit, obviously, at the bottom of the, at the front of the stage, and it's not always the best place to... To be a for the angle is always horrible because you're you, mm. you're often quite quite far below your subjects. Yeah. Um. And b it's difficult to get every member of the band if you're sort of stuck in one spot and there's a lot of photographers in there and you wanna you wanna get in close. So that the seventy to two hundred was was my that was I'd use that pretty much almost for the whole gig for, for some of the stuff that, yeah, I, was, right. that I was shooting because it was just easy to get in and out quickly. Mm. Um so yeah, I love that I love that lens. That's a that's a must for me whether I'm doing that sort of work or whether I'm out and about as well. Yeah. Um but the 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 lens I use more than any other is my is this is the 24 to 105. So Yeah. But again, I'm not uh, it's only an f4. It's not, you know, it's not as good as it could be and I'd love to, you know, go to the Two point eight, or like you go to the twenty four to seventy.
0: Yeah, they're making that for the eye, aren't they? The 20 they are, but 2.8 for the eye.
1: Yeah, but they are. Those lenses are monsters. Expensive. Not just that, but they're so big, like they're so fat. Oh, really? And, yeah, and really, really heavy. If you oh. if you see if you get a chance, uh, just Google the 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 R series seventy to two hundred, and it's like okay, it's like a gigantic. It, well, it's just. It's like a, I can't even know how to describe it. It's like a sumo wrestler of a a lens. It's like squat. It's like fully squat. It's almost half the length of a regular um, 70 to 200, but just real, Yeah. it it looks fucking great. Like it's really chunky. And is it heavy? Like it's heavy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I I guess the glass they're using in there is obviously, you know, very, very good. And it's all squished into this tiny little, um, spot so it's just yeah it's just a monster it looks great but um i can't afford those lenses thankfully they uh they provide a little adapter so you can still use your ef lenses instead yeah totally i'd be screwed otherwise i i have a 50 uh mil as well 1.4 which i don't actually use that often to be honest unless i use that more oh really yeah i just i don't know I, i guess i'm not that i haven't used it Particularly regularly, and the stuff I shoot doesn't really call for it, to be honest. So, um, have you ever like
0: I... opened your like Lightroom catalog and sorted by focal length, and you will you see like which is your most popular focal length that you shoot? No, have you I done haven't. That? That'd be
1: an interesting thing to do. Do actually. it. Yeah, because true. when
0: I was just trying to decide on a new lens and obviously I eventually went with the one thirty five, yeah. um, I was like, okay, what it what am I shooting at like the most? Because I knew I wanted a prime. I just wanted a really another really good prime lens. And I went I opened my Lightroom catalogue and I sorted by um yeah, focal length. Yeah. And I was shooting like a lot at the end of my lens, which is 105. Interesting. And I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting? So it was like heaps of it was like very wide at 24 mil. Yeah. Then it was 50. And then it was uh, all the way at 105. And I thought, oh my God, I think I'm going to get the 135 because I clearly want to like push in. Go further. Yeah, Yeah. And that was even like landscape stuff as well and portraits. Like it was, you know, 105 was, I was going all the way. Yeah, right. You know, And so, yeah, do it because it, it can really help you in your choice of like if you want to buy a prime lens and you use a zoom a lot, it'll show you exactly yeah. where you shoot the most.
1: The next l- lens I want to get is a replacement for my twenty four one oh five, 105 without a doubt because Same. it's yeah. the lens I use the most, but it's the lowest quality lens in my bag, ironically. Same. Hundred um, percent same. So if I oh my
0: god, maybe we should buy a twenty four to seventy together and share it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I definitely would. But you, you, you know, it's 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 definitely like you said, it's worth investing in good gear. So maybe that's you know, I did just buy a new a new body as I said before. I just bought the EOS R, so that set me back a, a, a not not a huge amount, but a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, the next thing on my list was always going to be that lens. So uh, yeah. I'd love to get it and I'm sure, you know, I will get it at some point, but um, but yeah, you're absolutely right when you say that, you know, the lens is, is what makes the difference because it really does.
0: To me, it's all about the lens and yeah. not necessarily about the camera body. Like obviously, like the quality of your chip, is really important, um, and the and how fast it processes depending on what you're doing is really important. Mm. But for me, the lens is everything. I don't understand people who'll skimp on lenses. In saying that, though, like I've just said that I use the Nifty Fifty, but that eighty dollars lens, the optics on that is like outstanding. Yeah, it is can, outstanding.
1: Yeah, you can still get away with 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 cheaper glass if you know what you're doing for sure. Like there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you taking a, a good photo with a with a you know a cheap set up by any means if you've you know if you if you know what you're doing you know how to work it yeah which
0: clearly you do (laughs) oh you're you're funny it's weird that you mentioned converters because one of the things on my list for gear I cannot live without mm. is my, GOB, my GOBE, my GOBE, my uh, GOBE M42 mount to Canon EF mount. So nice. what this thing lets me do, because I shoot a lot of film as well uh, and on my Pentax Spotmatic, which is like a camera from the 1950s, I sometimes like to use my primes on my... Either my digital camera or my Canon EOS 50E, which is like a really like later model, like 2000s film camera model. Yep. So it has the EF mount. Oh, and yes. so I can put this little gobe converter on the back of my M42 mounts and it'll go on any Canon EF lens mount. Oh, yeah. um, and That's you don't... Cool. So you because they're man- they manual lenses you obviously there's no autofocus so you use your focusing ring and you can get it's kind of like shooting in aperture priority mm. you can't change what is it i can't you can't change you change the aperture on the actual lens mm. and then you ju- you can only, you can only adjust on the camera the shutter speed so mm-hmm. you're adjusting the aperture on the actual camera on the actual lens and then you just sort of and the metering is like only does just average metering which is fine cuz that's how i meter anyway when i'm shooting film yeah and it's so good it's <laughs> so cool because those old lenses they just have like a cool look you know and that's yeah. really popular those converters for people shooting video yeah right and who want really good quality glass
1: yeah but at a cheaper price can't
0: necessarily afford it because if you're shooting video it's not likely that you're going to be using autofocus you'll probably set focus and record right For sure. or you or you want like a really heavy um uh like gel like focus pull because the old lenses are not the focus pull is not slippery mm. it's measured mm. and you just get way better effects than any any focus pull on any modern lens for sure so they're quite popular with the video crowd
1: yeah and if you're shooting video with dslrs which a lot of people are now then absolutely that's the, the you you're spot on with the focus pulling because it's it's impossible really to do it with any any degree of, of smoothness if you're trying to do like a dolly yeah. zoom or something like that forget it it's just forget it's not, it it's it's not going to happen
0: what else is on your list?
1: Well, not that much more, actually. Funnily enough, but um, oh my
0: god! Okay, mine's got a bit more. <laughs> it's.
1: I mean, I've got like I've got like lots of you know, uh, you know. I, I listed down all my lenses, and I've I've got a ND filter recently, which I'm I love an really, ND filter. Um, just sort of learning learning how to use, and that's been quite quite useful. Just a, a, a variable one, which is it's kind of like you know, yeah. just to get me into it a bit a bit more and, and help me to sort of understand how to how to use it properly and I certainly haven't mastered it by any any means but um yeah. I'm starting to learn the sort of situations in which I can I can make use of it. Obviously S D cards, all that sort of all that sort of stuff and I, I, I kind of had um I had a separate sort of list for kind of video stuff that, that yeah. I, I might need as well. So yeah. recently I've bought, obviously I've got the, the EOS R for for, for its video um, capabilities yeah. more than its stills capabilities, to be honest. But the more I use it, the, 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 the more I love it for, for stills as well. That's good. Um, but I've also bought a couple of teeny tiny cameras, which are just, <laughs> I mean, they're just... The best thing ever. So, before I went to Japan, I uh, bought a little DJI Osmo Pocket, which is effectively—it's oh. um, effectively the camera that they use in their drones. Okay. Um, with the same gimbal, same gimbal setup that they use in their drones. But all they've done is they've stuck it on this little, like chewing gum packet-sized. Kind of yeah. thing, yeah, and it's a it's a three axis gimbal, like literally in your pocket, which Full is why steady cam yeah, it's incredible. And I uh, I took it to Japan thinking, oh yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take that and see how it goes. And yeah. as you know, I did a, a video when I when I came back, which you can see on my YouTube channel, awesome video, um, awesome video, highly and highly uh, recommend Shot that almost a hundred percent exclusively with that tiny little camera. And it's just, That is so cool. It's the best thing in the world. It was 400 bucks.
0: That's not bad. Very affordable. Shit, that's not bad. The
1: guys at the DJI store in Sydney uh, were awesome and threw in a free 128 gigabyte um, micro SD for me as well. So I'm like, sweet. Thanks, thanks guys. Yes, they did. So big shout out to those guys. They're at World Square if you're in Sydney and you want to get some DJI gear, head on down there.
0: That's
1: cool. Um, But the reason I got this camera was because when I was working on the tour down under um, earlier this year in January, um, we had a a guy that came into our little um, production truck and he wasn't working for for us he was working for telstra broadcast services actually and he and he had this little camera and he's like oh i've got this little hmm. thing and i'm just sort of shooting a few setups that we're doing for telstra and stuff you know do you want me to get you some stuff from the from the crowd and, and, and things because we didn't have a color cameraman because of budget cuts oh yeah and um, and we're like yeah that'd be awesome because we were doing the openers and closers for every every show which obviously we need a lot of color and crowd and yeah you know all the stuff away from the race that we had covered of. oh totally yeah so he used to go out and use this camera, and he'd come back, and the stuff he got was was amazing. And we used pretty much all his stuff amazing. in the openers and closes, and nothing that we'd, our actual paid cameraman had been out shooting at all. So, so that's one of the best things I've I've, I've bought. And I also bought an Osmo. Uh, Action, which is their version of a GoPro essentially. Oh, yeah. And the reason I got that and not a GoPro was because it was well, A, it was cheaper, um, significantly cheaper by about, you know, 100 or so bucks cheaper. And B, uh, just based on some yeah, right. reviews that I'd seen, it was, uh, it just stacked up slightly better than the GoPro. So I thought, yeah, I'll get
0: that. Yeah. Well, I like this isn't on my list, but like you just sort of reminded me. And I like, it's sort of become something that I can't live without because it adds such a new dimension to my work is my drone, is my DJI Mavic Air drone. I took that because I I travelled across the country last year in in my combi and honestly, like, I am so glad that um, I got it before I left because some of the Mm. footage that I could get and the stills was just, like, insane. Like, when you're in such a humongous, vast landscape, you know, it's so great to get up high and to get yeah. this whole new perspective on things. And, and it's definitely a tool that in my toolkit now that I that yeah. I can't really live without.
1: So are you, using, are you using that to shoot sort of straight down or are you using it to, to just get up high and shoot forward as well? Or? Both, yeah, right. both.
0: So um there's obviously like the classic sort of drone still yeah. where, you know, you point it straight down and you get the patterns. Because that's mm. the thing too, like when you're out in like, the desert, the outback, like the patterns are like amazing and there is no way to capture this but from a drone.
1: Yeah, you probably wouldn't even see it without the drone.
0: No, absolutely not. And (laughs) it was really handy because like we were bushwhacking, mate. It was handy because we like, oh, my God, should we keep going further up this dirt track? And having like a really old car and a two-wheel drive, it was like, oh, should we, should we not? We would send the drone up to look at the track ahead of us.
1: (laughs) like a little scout yeah
0: like a little recce <laughs> but also i would shoot it like i would just shoot it to get up a higher angle yeah. I and mean, then shoot across yeah. like so good yeah. so so good yeah. i love it oh, I'd love to get and on. it also meant that like my husband could shoot as well like while i was if i was shooting with my stills camera and he was like bored he would just like throw the drone up yeah. so that was kind of cool it, it made it like a you know like a little project together it was awesome now drones are in every department store, but are these flying cameras just a bit of fun, or could creeps be recording your private moments to post online?
1: Surprise, motherfucker! The only other thing I had on my list was again was related to video, and that's audio, um, audio stuff. And, and oh, again, yeah. it depends if I'm if I'm you know out and about or doing a sit-down interview with somebody or whatever it might be. So I've got a couple of mm. of, of things that I use actually. This is the other thing, like if I'm out and about, it really depends on on what the final product's gonna be. If I know I'm gonna be overlaying music and things like that and I don't need too much ambient sound, I usually won't Right. I'll, I'll usually just live with the internal mic on the on the camera. But yeah. if I want something a little bit higher quality then I do have just a very cheap little Rode um video mic go, which is just one of those little yeah. Um, very uh, shotgun mic. Yeah, just a little shotgun that that goes on the top and actually works really, really well. Those are those are great mics, and and the, the even down to the cheapest um, ones in their range, they're very, very good. So you don't have to fork out shit ton of money just to get yourself a, a half decent microphone. No, that, that, God that, no. You know carries stuff. And I also bought um, recently uh, a little radio mic kit. Um, for doing just little interviews and stuff with some lapel mics and stuff, and that's that's really good. As that's well. the
0: one you used on me for it is the documentary about my dog. When we did the little
1: doco about Bandit, your dog. That's right, and that worked perfectly. Yeah, it's um, a really good little system, and again, super cheap. I can't remember how much I paid for it, but it was not. It certainly didn't break the bank, and yeah, it comes with two mics and uh, all the radios, all the antennas, and everything that you need. And it's simple to set up. You even get a little mixer with it, which is great. Um, Oh, gee, that's cool. Yeah, so it works. um, It works a treat. And outside of that, that's pretty much it. I didn't put things like tripods and stuff because I don't often um, take a tripod out with me anymore unless I know I'm gonna. 100% Hundred percent need it. If I'm going to go out and do a night shoot, yeah. and I know I need it, then I'll take it. But I'll I'll sacrifice other things in order to be able to to you know carry it and things like you know laptops and stuff. Obviously, if you if you're travelling further afield and you need that stuff. But um, I certainly wouldn't carry that out. Yeah, no. Like, out and about day to day. I'm
0: the same. Like on my journey across Australia, I reckon I use my tripod like five times. <laughs> like there are some people who use it for everything. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah. You know, um, it's just I don't need to shoot at F-22 because to me that's counterproductive. Okay.
1: <laughs> and also if you, you know, a lot of people say, oh, just get a lightweight tripod or something. But it's pointless because... There she is. They're rubbish. And the slightest puff. There's like of, a tiny bit of wind. Yeah, the slightest yeah. breeze, or someone sneezes, and you've got a fucking wobble in your shot. It's like, nah. You know, Matt,
0: our, our truck operator, Tom Bear, said, Don't you wish you had your weight back? Right about now, I do. Oh. Are you okay? We're okay. We're okay. We're okay. okay. We're okay. We're coming inside. Yeah, yeah do that's that. That's a good Al. idea. I've got a couple more things left on my list. Yeah, go for um. It. One of them is like kind of funny because I am such a cheapskate and I don't upgrade my cameras often, so I predominantly I shoot a lot of my stuff on my five D Mark III and it does not have Wi Fi. Like it doesn't. Oh yeah, of course. And so I have a little Toshiba SD Wi-Fi chip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So on the Mark III, you have dual slot Mm -hmm. and there's CF card and then there's SD card. And so my SD card is a little Wi-Fi chip. And so it just means that like during a shoot or right after I can send things like straight to my phone. Yeah. And send and upload like straight away. Yep. So that is I cannot live without that Wi-Fi chip. It's so good, so you, like so so good.
1: And you can't live without your phone either, as a result of that, which was on my list actually. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. oh my god, like a hundred percent, so true. Um, and then another thing that I can't live without. This is I'll do this as like a like as a bundle. <laughs> because um, like because I'm a, sh- a film shooter, my favorite film that I could oh, yeah. not live without is uh, Ilford HP5 black and white film. It's 400 ISO film. It's just so good. <laughs> the characteristic curve has a beautiful contrast. The grain is like so round and amazing. and just like the tonal values are, are just it's stunning. I love it. It's my favorite film to shoot. And I will never change.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never change, Rez. It's my
0: favorite. Never I'll never change. But if I'm shooting color film, I normally shoot probably Ecta 100 or Portra 400. And this next thing on my list is a uh, scanning program on my computer called Vus- Scan. Oh, yeah. V-U-E, Vue scan So I have a negative scanner here at home. It's a Canon. Um, I think it's like an 8, 8800F something model. Who cares? <laughs> and if you just use the scanning program that it comes with, it's shit house. Mm. So this one, which is tailor made for film shooters, VueScan. It's like I think it's like thirty bucks. It's so cheap. It is so good. It allows you to create like a digital raw from your scan that you can then take into Lightroom blah 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 but just the it's just you just get so much more capability out of your scanner no matter what your scanner is mm. and it's just sensational and then as like a side bundle to that in your photoshop there's this amazing little program you can buy called color perfect mm-hmm. and so then you take your raw from the Vue and into um, Photoshop, open it with Color Perfect and you can, you know, select all these points and select the type of film you shot and it will color match it. So like any type of, um, you know, magenta or blue kind of overlay that you might get from the scanner, it gets rid of that and it and it creates the true color of the film that you were shooting. Wow. It's really good. If you, if you don't have like a high-end scanner, like a high-end drum scanner or anything like that, VueScan Plus Color Perfect is like a really good combination if you're scanning film at home. Good to know. Yeah, so that's for all those film shooters out there. Mm. But other than that, that's like oh, actually no, I I lie. I have one more thing <laughs> on always my list. One
1: more thing, <laughs>
0: and it's a really good thing, and and I think it's actually it's a good advice. And anyone who shoots with studio flash. Yep. Um you need a boom arm in your kit. Ooh. Like it's one thing to have your lighting stands, your up and down lighting stands sweet, they're great, cool get a boom arm stand <laughs> they are phenomenal it means you can move your light right in front of the subject higher up yeah. lower down i even use my boom arm for holding backdrops like i just shove yeah, like not? a roll paper roll on it yeah. and i use it as a backdrop it's the handiest thing in my studio kit is my boom arm nice. so do it get yourself a boom arm
1: <laughs> do it I mentioned earlier that the next thing I want to get... Is is that lens that that twenty four to one well that that, either the twenty four to seventy or the one or to the one oh five, but the two point eight version of it. Yeah. What's the top of your wish list right now?
0: Oh my god, Toby, that is that same lens is on the top of my wish list right now. Because my and I even think my twenty four to one oh five is like the first generation, Toby. Oh mine definitely is. Mine totally
1: is. Oh, okay. Oh sweet. We're both in the same boat. (laughs) So I've not alone.
0: I all I figured, you know, that like a lot of people are kind of selling and getting rid of gear because a lot of people are going to mirrorless and want more money to buy those Mm. kind of like mirrorless lenses. You know what I mean? And so I'm just, I am like on Facebook marketplace all the time and like the Canon buy, sell, swap groups looking for a good condition Twenty-four to seventy-two point eight. But then Corona hit, and I'm like maybe I should save my money. I've got no work right now,
1: <laughs> so I'll probably
0: wait till after.
1: I know it's a bit of a bit of a bummer. I need that. I need a new computer. I need I need everything. I need so many things, but I can't. You can't <laughs> have everything, can you? Do you?
0: <laughs> like I said, Toby, all you need is a tin can, baby. That's
1: it. So to all our listeners, if you're out there and you've got you've got stuff you want to donate or give us, then. <laughs> You know where you know where we are.
0: I think like I said like we said on the beginning sometimes it's not really you can have all the gear in the world but you still might have no idea.
1: All the gear and no idea but yeah you're absolutely right. But hopefully that gives everyone a little bit of an insight into what what we use. Everyone's different obviously everyone uses uses different kind of stuff so yeah we'd love to hear from from anyone out there that's uh You know, got some gear that they use that they absolutely must use and that we might be able to use as well and take advantage of. Totally. Click Click Bang Bang, a photography podcast is produced by Meredith Schofield and Toby Farage.
0: Hey, that's
1: us. (laughs) It is us. And I also do the editing and Mez, you look after the engineering side of things, I guess.
0: Yeah. Sort of, yeah.
1: (laughs) Sort of, kind of, sort of? Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of other people who have kind of helped us to get this thing up and away.
0: Indeed. Like, our amazing branding was designed by DingDingDing.co, a.k.a. Your Better Half Tobes.
1: Definitely my better half. And the fabulous music you're hearing in the background. Let's just have a little bit more of a listen there. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. it composed by our good friend Simon see a legend.
0: So good. How good is that music, Tobe?
1: So good. So, so good. So good. And look, remember, you can subscribe to this podcast everywhere.
0: Yep. Send us your comments and ideas for the show. And please don't forget to rate us. It really helps others discover us. You can check us on the socials at CCBB Podcast. We'll see you soon. See ya. <laughs>